Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, and I'm joined with, uh, by, I'm not joined with, I we'd be like Siamese twins. Yes. No, uh, I, I am joined by uh, Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. Yeah, and now we don't have uh, Tom. I'm no. not sure where Tom is. He just did not report for duty today. <laughs> but that's okay. We love him, and uh, we know he'll be back. He'll be back. I, I, do, I do know what Tom's doing. He's, uh, he's hard at work helping folks uh, get through some uh, pretty bad storm damage that yeah. swept through the Catholic cafes area. Yes. Yeah, and uh, turned a lot of power off and and have uh, really uh, done some serious damage. So we continue to pray for all the folks uh, in the South who have experienced some terrible, terrible storms that went blustering through here. Well, there are a lot of trees that fell, took down houses and power lines, and a lot of people might not know that Tom actually is a champion tree thrower. Yes. <laughs> so he's able to exercise his craft. Yeah, yeah. Well, good for him. And I, he, he, could, he actually could come out to my uh, place and throw a few trees. Let's uh, let's uh, wish him well on that, and uh, and certainly, uh, in all seriousness, pray for all the people that are struggling right now. Yes. Uh, but we we want to use this as an opportunity because we are coming up on, um, well, July the 4th. Yeah. And so uh, July the 4th is a, uh, you know, historically, okay, I'm 61 years old, and mm. you're 12, 13, well, how old are you? <laughs> I'm 40. 40. Okay, so uh, you, you're, you know, you're, you're of the, an age that you can remember, like, the, the bygone days to some degree, and you yes. remember, you know, as, a, as you as a kid. <laughs> Those were the days. Yes, that's exactly right. No Edith Bunker impersonations here. <laughs> Um, anyway, so I, I always remember as a kid just loving the 4th of July because we had fireworks. Yeah. We had barbecues. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and we just celebrated the nation. I, I one time I lit my rear end on fire by accident on the 4th of July. Well, that's a, probably another story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for the, 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 the lost episodes. <laughs> And we'll have that one. But no, I, you know, I have great memories uh, of Fourth of July all through my life. You know, we would, that was the time we would go like to a friend's uh, cabin on the lake. Uh, yes. And we'd go out on the pontoon boat, you know, uh, and, and we'd light off uh, little bottle rockets out into the lake and things mm. like that. I mean, these are like wholesome good times. And I remember that the entire nation for a while, you know, for a little short period of time, would just come together and, and everyone would celebrate. This great country of ours, and we should. Mm-hmm. But there's also this thing. I'm 61 now, and 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 I recognize fully that there's a lot of people in the world right now that are not happy with the nation, right? Um, and especially some of our our little younger brothers and sisters uh, who are I don't know, just maybe even ambivalent to uh, the United States, really as a concept, you know, and a reality. And there's there's something uh, scary about that. Things that we, uh, Sam, have taken for granted, like it's just always been this way. Right. Right. God bless America. It's always been something really good. America's been always this sort of uh, a beacon of hope for the world, uh, you know, sort of a pillar of truth and goodness in the American way. And, you know, right. And now it's uh, been accused, it is being accused of being colonialistic and imperialistic and uh, whatever, misogynist and white supremacist and all these terrible things that get said about america well when i was a little kid i had a very idealistic view i had this notion of you know we had leaders who were who were 
presidential and, and, and right. statesmanlike, and and you know, you whether it's ones that you 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 including ones that in recent history you see you know inspiring speeches that were given at different yeah. times and you say wow and both political aisles they would come they would come together across the aisle both political parties would cross the aisle and they, especially at times like this right. they and, would unite and, and people could and, and agree on both sides other. of the aisle they can say you know maybe I wouldn't have voted for for that guy for president but he was really presidential or really statesmanlike in that right. fight. he really led us through this country in a in a in, in a really key way I don't think we have that anymore. No. So, we're so divided. I don't think kids grow up with thinking in terms of being presidential or, or, or having the notion of really uh, being president of the United States as even being something that it, you, you, you look up to right. uh, in the same way that we did as, as kids. Because, I mean, when we were kids, the biggest compliment you could give somebody is to say, you could be president someday. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I was, as a kid, I was, people would say that kind of stuff. And, and then, we, we was like, it's like, yeah, one day I might be president. And, and that was not, a sign of great success. Yeah, well, it's, it's also a sign of great virtue. It's a sign of, like, goodness. Like, you are a good person. And, and, and I think, so when people say that, um, you know, because you wouldn't say that to, like, a bad, selfish person. Right. Right? You would say that to somebody who is... Who, who is has goodness and has virtue and has talent and has gifts and you're like you're the type of person I want to see lead this country but the reason you're saying that is because you believe in the goodness and the giftedness uh, of the country overall and I think that a lot of us have become an over more and more disillusioned yeah I think so on and, both sides so uh, to speak. yeah exactly in fact it's become uh, you know my my candidate versus your candidate right yeah. um, and and so it's a sign of a very very divided nation. Uh, and I, I have uh, preached a couple of times, and I've used this phrase, and I've said, I think we are arguably more divided than uh, perhaps at the time of the Civil War. I mean, mm. and that was like a terrible time. I, I just think things have gotten really, really bad. Uh, and it's not just politics. It's really uh, respect for our neighbor, uh, helping people out. Uh, it just seems to be like with you watch all the, the, the crime sprees, um, you know, like guns or not, they're being used in terrible ways, in, in terrible situations. Um, th- there are people that uh, uh, are just like sort of taking advantage of each other, right? The smash and grab stuff I'm, you see in this on, on, on television with people and mobs going in and cleaning out a store, you know, or whatever. And it's just, it's, it's really terrible. And th- I remember, um, you know, as a, as a kid, uh, so this is very young, in the, in the 1960s was really about the last time where people... Uh, people of other faiths had uh, respect for a Catholic priest or or a nun, right? Right, and now we've come all the way to the point where, you know, sometimes priests don't want to wear their clerical garb out in public because they might get castigated. But then also, yeah. even beyond that, we have the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Oh yeah, right. Outwardly and openly mocking Jesus and uh, religious sisters, the uh, our Mother Mary. Uh, in a, in a horrible way and getting honored by baseball teams and it's like the world has gone crazy it seems like especially in America well and we have a, a very holy priest back in 2018 when they uh, released uh, the the, the the dossier that came out of Pittsburgh uh, that sent shockwaves across the church and across the world. Um, you know, there was a, that was a time where there was a, a heightened degree of hostility against uh, priests. And this is a very holy priest in our diocese. I mean, a very saintly, holy priest. And he was spat upon by somebody at a grocery store parking lot, if I remember correctly, just for wearing his clerics. Yeah. Um, at the time that, 
you know, near when that dossier got Now, he released. wasn't caught up in any scandals. No. Uh, I want to make sure. The, the, the person didn't even know him. All right. he saw was the collar. Right. And that was something that made them get so, you know, mad. And they were going to do something about it. And they yeah. did something about it in, in, a, in a Kroger or whatever. And it's like, so there's that. Um, you know, and then you can look and see so many other things going on, going on in the world that need to be addressed. Uh, you know, kids aren't going to church anymore, right? Right. So we have a bunch of old people in church, yeah. And kids are. It, it, we there are young people, I, 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 and we're going to start the front of this show is pretty sour and dour and yeah. and pessimistic, perhaps. And I do know that there are rays of hope. There are young Catholic families that are going to church, and that's and that's good to see. Uh, there are, but over overwhelmingly, the numbers are showing us that fewer people are going to church, right? And that we're bleeding young people. That that young people are more and more being disillusioned, not just in the Catholic religion, but also in all, especially Christian faiths. Um, so all the mega churches are no longer mega. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're they're really struggling to keep membership. Um, and really, what it comes down to, I, I spent some time in high school teaching a little bit, and there's a, dis- a disillusionment. With God, right? Mm-hmm. There are kids that are they're they don't know that they'll say that they're atheists, but they will say, "I'm not sure I believe in God." That's that's how most of them would phrase it to me, um, and it's like I'm just not sure that I believe in God. Now, thankfully, many of these people, as as we get older, we start to have more faith. Uh, it it kind of creeps back into our life for for one reason or another. But still, there is a crisis of Christianity. There's a crisis of religion uh, in the United States where kids just don't want to practice it. Well, and there's also a crisis of, of uh, conversation, so to speak, right? I mean, uh, when I was a kid, you know, there were all sorts of heated debates over matters of politics, but you could have those heated debates or, or and religion. You could have those in social matters and other hot button issues. Yeah. You could have those, those conversations. You can have those debates. Um, and sometimes you take things personally and sometimes they get heated, but it wouldn't like end a friendship, right? Or it wouldn't be that we can't even talk to each other because I already know on the front end that we're, we, we have fundamental disagreements like on a metaphysical level that we can't even like sit down and break right. bread and have conversation. But there's just, but this they didn't usually turn into ad hominem personal attacks. That too. Yeah. Or right? rejection of that's who what's you happening are as a now. person. Yes. Right. And that and that that's terribly uh, tragic. Oh, so right? there's a vast gulf that's just growing between us, and we're all just kind of caught in our own echo chambers, right? And we used to have what you know we, we learned in school was called civil discourse. Yeah, I mean, it would it, you you discussed things, you talked about things, you said the word debate, um, and sometimes debates do get heated. But the reality is, uh, the art of debate is a way to essentially find the truth, but in an organized, sort of structured way. Uh, we've lost. We've lost that. I mean, there's we're shouting people down. Some uh, certain people can't show up on a on a college campus that may have been known for free speech in the '60s and '70s, and that same college campus today won't allow anybody with a viewpoint different than the majority of sort of free thinkers, as it were. You know, that are kind of t- taking that that campus by storm, and all of a sudden, you know, they get shouted down, and so people aren't hearing another viewpoint. Right, they don't hear right. another. You they can't even you can't reason because you don't hear other uh, like opposing viewpoints. Well, and even within the church, you know, uh, like you were saying, you know, less and less people are in, are getting engaged with their faith. Once upon a time, it used to be that these conversations about difficult topics. If you were a Catholic, it had to begin with well, let's first look and see what the church teaches, yeah. and let's 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 really be grounded in that, um, and then let's try to explore 
our feelings and thoughts and experiences within the context of that. But instead, it's we're beginning with our feelings. We're beginning with yeah. our own experiences. And, and, and so because of that, and that's including within the church, right. you know, and so because of that, everyone is beating themselves, beating each other over the head with their own feelings and their own experiences. And, and it's real. And basically, uh, as a result, it's a, it's becoming an impediment to conversation. Oh, I know it's, it's made social media now is, is basically made up of, uh, quote unquote, Karens and quote unquote, snowflakes, mm. right? And those are two derogatory terms used, launched at each, at the other side, right? Right. Well, you you know you're having a meltdown. You're just a snowflake. You're just some dumb kid that doesn't know. Blah blah blah. And you're going to cry about whatever. You know, suck it up, Buttercup. You know. And then it's like, well, you're a Karen. You're like one of these people that that you, you know you're 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 uh, you're misogynistic. You're uh, all these different things that you are. Uh, right, you're a white supremacist. You're, 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 and then we hear that that the uh, um, the word Nazi right get right. used it, so quickly. We escalate and elevate things to the next level, and it becomes it's extremely you know it, it's it's you know easy to say that it's divisive, yeah. but it's like but it's like catastrophically divisive, and that's that's the nation we find ourselves in right now. If we're doing a state of the union, it's not a pretty state, and that's the thing that. That has, has, has been worrying me for a while. We thought we'd do a little show and just at least help folks know that this is what's going on. So you look at abortion and you think like, hey, well, we made a little headway. It's been a year since Roe v. Wade was overturned. Um, and there are statistics that show us that uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty to 30,000 babies have been saved in that period of time. Well, praise God for that. That is awesome. And then some people are like sort of resting on their laurels, but... There is a on on the people that are pro that are pro choice or pro abortion. There is a full on sprint towards reversing the decision to reverse Roe v. Wade, yeah. right? And so there's there it, the fight is not over to the very least. And so we have to talk about all these different things. And you can talk about uh, sexual morality. You can talk about gender uh, confusion, dysphoria, and and the fact that people are. You know, if you misgender somebody, like that wasn't even a word five years ago. Yeah, I mean, I I have friends. uh, People, these are people who I love, and it breaks my heart because I, I know that I can't really sit down and have a heart to heart with them. And I know, uh, you know, these people. I mean, they've got some uh, real wounds and stuff that they that I would love to be able to talk to them, have a heart to heart, and be like, "Here's how." you know, I think Jesus Christ could be a blessing to you in, in these wounds that you've shared and that I'm aware of. Um, and I'm not able to do that. You know, I'm not able to have real conversations and real intimacy that's kind of prevented on the front end. You know, I do what I can to just sort of maintain relationship. Right. You know what I mean? But it's one of those things where, like, if, if June were, were anti-bullying month and we all... I think everyone would get together and say no one needs to bully anybody, including people who are in um, this group of people where, where there's a lot of folks who are dealing with a lot of wounds and a lot of issues. They need love, you know, and, and but if they define anti-bullying and they define love as you're using my pronouns or, or, or right. affirming the, my gender and things right. like that, that puts us as Catholics in a hard place where, you know, I it's hard for us to know where to begin those conversations. And what I want to do is just give them a hug and say, I love you so much. Right. And if I, I want to do whatever I can to build you up in God's love the best way I know how, but I don't even know how to begin these conversations with you. And I'm, and it breaks my heart. 
and because and you have to choose a side. The first thing people do is say you need to choose a side. Are you on my side or their side? Yeah, and like, me just saying what I just said might lead to someone to say, "Well, I hate you then," or, yeah, or, or you, I are, can't. you are dis- you are right. you are a disgrace. You're 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 you know dead naming me or, or any number of things. It's like that's not what I'm trying to do. Right. I'm trying to be. I want to be in touch with you while also be honest about who I am in Christ. And, you know, we see the world fundamentally different ways. Like, there's a fundamental difference metaphysically in terms of how I process a world that I believe was loved into existence by God, including you. And then the other person has ideas about maybe that includes God and maybe it doesn't, but they has ideas regarding gender uh, that are out of step with, uh, you know, the Catholic teaching that right. you've, you were created where your sex and your gender are one and the same, you yeah. know, and, and, and yeah, sometimes there can be exceptions, but the, there, there's a teaching, the, Very exception, rare. the exception proves the rule, yeah. you know, like, and, 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 and I, but it's like, I don't want to even get caught up in that. What I want to do is I want to sit down and just say like, listen, I understand there's things that make it hard for you to accept that the Catholic church loves you and you are loved by God. And that I love you even though we see things differently. But I want to do whatever I can to clear that out of the way to receive you in love. And Deacon Jeff, I don't think I'll have that opportunity. And yeah. that breaks my heart. So now, I, I, and I hear that, right? And that's why we want to do this little bit of a show. Just because at the, at, we, we've been very pessimistic up to here, up sure. to this point. And it seems like, I don't want to be in this country anymore. <laughs> now, I will say this. I do want to be in this country because it, it doesn't take a long look to look around and realize that it's still the best country on the planet in terms of like the people complaining about not being able to do this or that or the other thing. It's the freest country on the planet. And it's actually the, the best set of laws. I, yeah, there, there are imperfections in anything because it's, you know, it's, there's a man-made element of this. And ever since that day in the garden of Eden, um, we've, we, there's always been sin and there's always going to be sin until uh, the end of time. But, but here's the thing at the end of the day we 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 need to we need to look at this from a perspective of like can we love our country and is there something that we can do can we still have hope and that's what i want to encourage people with now at this point in the show when we've just we've got a little you know, 8 minutes left we so we've been ranting here for 20 something minutes about all the problems but the reality is there, there is a solution, right? And I want to be clear that uh, we here at the Catholic Cafe believe that there's always the, there's like, you know, the donut may be playing on this side, but flip it over. There's sprinkles, you know. There, <gasps> there yes, are sprinkles. There are sprinkles <laughs> No, you know, at at, at the end of the day, we need to believe, we need to believe that there is such a thing as a gospel, right? And gospel just literally means good news. There is good news. The gospel applies today as it did 2,000 years ago, Um, and it's still the best answer for everything. So all these things you talked about, Sam, you know, you've got the right idea, like about loving your friends that are, that feel different than you, right? Loving your friends that think differently than you do, Um, and and. Specifically, loving those friends that are well outside the boundaries that the Catholic Church might set up in terms of uh, faith and morals. And loving those who might hate you for having the, your faith. That's that right. And so starting with love. That, so, so here's the thing. There is good news, and the good news is Jesus Christ. And people need to experience that good news in and through you. Right? And, and that's – so my phrase that I always use all the time uh, regarding this kind of thing when when the world seems like it's going to hell in a handcart 
You know, it, it just seems like it's just this downward spiral. It, it, it's just, it looks horrific and terrible. The reality is what I always come back to and what I prayerfully have, uh, uh, what, what I've contemplated in prayer and what I think has been revealed to me uh, is till your own garden. Mm-hmm. Right. Stop trying to save the world. We've already got one of those. Right. There is a savior and we need to we need to rely on Jesus to be the savior. We need to rely on the work of the Holy Spirit in the world. It's not just us. We can be part of that part of God's plan of salvation. But what we can do, what we can actively do is till our own garden. God has given us a little plot of land, and I'm not necessarily speaking specifically about land so much as I am about uh, an experiential existence uh, within the context of a family, within the context of a group of friends, within the context of a group of coworkers. Like we have experiential things and places where we frequent um, where we know these people, right? You've got friends that you were just describing, some thinking very differently than you do right. about faith and morals in many different ways. Well, so do I. And and we've all got family members, many who are we, we need to tend to. And so to some degree, if we till our own garden, if we take care to 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 to, to take to nourish, to root out the weeds and the problems, and to and to um, essentially uh, till the soil and turn it uh, to um, uh, to help it to to nourish the the stuff there and make sure it's well watered and cared for. I mean, essentially, our little garden. Right, our um, our garden then will be will be will flourish and will be nice. People will see that. Well, and you mentioned, like for example, um, abortion earlier, and you know, there's a tendency, I think, among a lot of Catholics and a lot of people on both sides of the issue to just reduce it all to a political question. Yeah. But our Lord, you know, He actually didn't reduce anything to a political question, right? He did, and and. You know what he's would call us to do is to love exactly where you were talking about in the concrete realities of our lives, and so there could be you know it's on one hand it's an, we can pay attention to the unborn child, which is obviously important, but what about the mom as well, the mom who's right. suffering and dealing with the situation um, and doesn't know what to do with this pregnancy? It's a crisis pregnancy. There could be women in our lives that are suffering in this way, and and there could be things that God might be calling us to do within our little corner of the world, you know, um, and, and it could be something extreme, like having an openness to start adopting a baby, or it could be something smaller than that. But but maybe be- it's as simple as going and visiting and helping a crisis pregnancy center. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they're all they're, They need baby wipes and diapers and they need uh, like people to help and to, to uh, console and to walk people through a difficult situation. Um, and so there's lots of things we can do um, that, we can st- we can till our own garden. We can we can work um, with the Lord uh, in in the vineyard of the Lord, right? So right. That, we, that we you know look, grab a hold of some grapes and start you know start going. And if there's a woman that we know who's pregnant who's not married, are we really being helpful uh, to the life of that child and to her decision to keep that child to 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 shame her? And be, oh, you're not married and you're pregnant. <sighs> You know what I mean? Right. It's, yes, there are reasons. I'm not saying we, we need to set aside the teachings of the faith. We need to, you know, the, the teachings of the faith are the teachings of the faith, and they're true. But at the same time, within the context of the people that God places in our lives, that if a, that woman is dealing with uh, a, a pregnancy, especially if she's walking alone as a single woman carrying that child to term, we that's a that's a season where we need to ask ourselves and ask her, hey. How can I love you through this? Yeah, you know, and and how can I help welcome that child and you into my life? And it doesn't have to be in the form of like something like an adoption or something like right. that. If we just say I see you, 
I see you. Yeah. And you're and, and I just want to know that I, I love you and I welcome you and that child into this world. Right. So and again, not just about abortion. Uh, right. When we have people like within our own families that, that are that are struggling with sexual identity. Uh, you know, don't sever relationships. Yeah. Don't don't. It's not an op, it's not a time to lecture about doctrine and dogma, which is true doctrine and true dogma. But the reality is, it has to start with love. It has to be there has to be a trusted relationship, right? And only after a relationship is 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 one of trust will there be any listening on either side. Right. So so to listen, um, you know, to to help. Them know that they are loved regardless of their situation, regardless of what they're doing, even if you don't agree with it, that you love them, right? Uh, you know, and so when we have kids that are in our own families that are, that are struggling with these issues, uh, these are all human beings, right? Made in the image and likeness of God. And, and we, we don't get to judge. It's not our job to say, well, this one has chosen to be outside of the church, and so I cast them out and allow them out to be outside the church. It's like, that's, we're called actually to call them into the church, yeah. right? To, to help them to know that they are loved and to welcome them. So this, it's a lot of stuff we're talking about here, but we have to have hope. We have, the, have to have the hope that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, right? That he should die for our sins so that we could have uh, this hope of living in eternal life with him. And, and our job is to share our relationship with Jesus with with others that we meet and encounter and help them to know this Jesus, right, that we know. And when they see that we have hope, that hope is contagious, right? It's, it's, it's something that pe- people need more. And that's one of the reasons why there is no civil discourse is people don't feel like they have hope unless People walk in the same exact shoes that I'm walking, and they think the same way we that I'm thinking, and that they do these things this way, et cetera, et cetera. And the reality is, it's all hogwash because it's all it really is. A, it's just about Jesus, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It's it's not about the politics. It's not about the, the all these other things, these walls that we build up. It's about loving one another, right? Each of us is a sinner. Each of us doesn't deserve that love, but God gives it to us anyway. And that's the same kind of love that we have to share with others. And really, that's what brings hope to the world. And it starts with love. It starts with with our allowing others to into our lives, and, and not in a judgmental way, but in a way where we have a relationship. So that way, maybe one day down the road, Sam, you can have that conversation with the people that you're longing to have a conversation to help them. Just to break through some of their uh, their their thought processes now, and to allow them to feel loved, respected, heard, noticed, but at the same time, then to take them by the hand and lead them to Jesus. Mm. Such a powerful thing that we can all do, and this is this is our country. Let's love it. Let's love our country and all of her wounds, but let's love the country back into the Lord. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God pray, pray for us sinners, now and in the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta, Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.